Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Freed from Feminism. My name is Teresa. And I am Beth. And we are recording this episode um, on the 15th of October, right in the um, throes of the hearing, uh, the Senate confirmation hearing of the Honorable Amy Coney Barrett. And that is what we are going to be discussing today. And this this episode will not be, you know, anything like you've heard before, probably. <laughs> um, we haven't really heard anyone else talking about this specific aspect of um, Judge Barrett's uh, situation and um, obviously how it affects our country and how it's affected her and such. So um, I hope we maybe make you feel a little bit better about um, some some thoughts you've had or uh, just give a different perspective of how people could could take this this whole situation we find our, our country in. Yeah, and both Teresa and I have looked at a series of different articles, and there's a lot of opinions on her right now. They they vary. You have the blatant attacks from the liberals, um, making up whatever they want to say about her <laughs> crazy kooky things, and then you, <laughs> then you have she's the a handmaid. Yes, she's clearly a handmaid. I can't. Sometimes <laughs> I shake my head so hard when I read some of this stuff. You, you can't make this stuff up, like, you know. Um, so, and then you have kind of um, some, the conservatives, which seem to praise Amy Coney Barrett a lot, but as um, a new feminist icon. Like, mm. This is great. We finally have a woman who is, who has lots of children, because the uh, the, the opposite side is uh, abortion, right? You, you just you can't have kids in a career, so therefore get rid of the children. But mm. now you have a woman who has lots of kids in a career. Um, but this is what really piqued Teresa and my interest in her because we thought, huh, you know, is this a a good form of feminism or is it not? And one, we saw this clip here that we will play that I think kind of set made us realize, like, you know, maybe they're there still really isn't a good form of feminism, so. So take a listen to this clip. So your children have been wonderfully well-behaved. Um, I think you're an amazing role model for little girls. What advice would you give little girls? Well, what I'm saying is not designed. My brother now has left. I was just thinking of what my dad told me before the spelling bee about anything boys can do, girls can do better. <laughs> And since um, my sons are sitting behind me, I'll also say, but boys are great, too. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Klobuchar. So, Beth, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I find it interesting. I think we talked about it a little bit online, and it seems like I've heard people say, oh, give her a little grace. She's been in, you know, long hours, days of this hearing and yes, um, but I think it goes to show a little bit of sort of that feminist philosophy. Like we, you try to escape feminism in ways where you you say there's this new kind of feminism, but even Catholic mom of seven thinks it's okay to say something like 
girls are better than boys. Girls can do it better, which is sort of the one of the philosophies of feminism that we're always talking against. You know, I would understand after a long day saying something like girls can do anything or not elaborating or you're so great and put, do anything you put your mind to or something. But, you know, I, I, yes, it's one comment. It might not be uh, it's might not be everything she ever believes, but I don't know. It just it kind of set me on edge. Uh, me too. Yeah. Very what are your thoughts? Too. Um, you know, before I saw this clip, I was, um, hesitant about her just because, um, I, from what I have heard, I'm, um, a little uh, worried about, you know, just how she'll actually be a judge with regards to Roe versus Wade, with regards to, um, other, uh, you know, Catholic social teaching. Mm -hmm. um, but this, this clip really disturbed me because of a couple of reasons. Number one, and I know that we're going to talk about this later, but it broke my heart for her husband. And number two, it broke my heart for her sons. And I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this and putting caveats on it. Both Beth and I are not judging her, her family, their choices, anything like we are not talking about them specifically. But unfortunately, she has put herself and um, her family on an international stage because of the import of the office um, that she will hold. So we're kind of talking about her as maybe an icon or a as an example for, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of, of young girls. So those are the two things that really stood out for me because again, you mentioned that we were talking about it online. One gentleman said, it's a joke. You know, clearly she was just kidding. Well, yeah, clearly she was kidding, but you can still mock, you can still emasculate and you can still, embarrassed when you're joking, mm -hmm. you know, I really genuinely hope that that's not the case. I hope her sons walk away from this, not even thinking about it, you know, hopefully they were too tired to even pay attention, you know, mm -hmm. but we have to pause and think before we get on this bandwagon of see Christian feminism works. Look what she did. She did it all she hasn't ever she leaned in everything worked out for her see if we just tried a little bit harder no we don't know all the story and the fact is a lot of young boys and men would have felt very sad and embarrassed by that statement um and that's really unfortunate it just really made more than even anything else yeah um i really love those points you made i kind of feel the same way and, and yeah it could have been a joke it could not have been i think really i mean okay so we want to spend a lot of the episode talking about basically like you said her as an icon her lifestyle um and how we should view it as i guess you could call it catholic anti-feminist you know um, but for one thing, we will both say, you know, we commend her in a sense. She might be 
you know, maybe God is calling her to this role because of the greatness of the effect she'll have if she is able to overturn Roe v. Wade, you know? Maybe you really need a woman in this position, no matter what. You know, we've we've gotten so far in the society that they won't take a man. So if this is what it's going to take, this is what it's going to take. I also whatever it takes to overturn. Oh yeah, yeah, that's important. And you know, that's not saying. um, But you know, her lifestyle is being promoted on the conservative sides. Is like you said. Ooh, look, everybody can do it. And that's, you know, that's where we hold issue. Um, uh, secondly, I would commend her on when I watched, I didn't watch too much of the hearing, but wow, she speaks so calmly and eloquently and she was well poised. And, you know, I contrast that with uh, the um, Kamala Harris. Is that how you say your name? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, the, but you're racist. <laughs> you're racist because you didn't know how to inflect the Kamala. Kamala. Right? See, I heard both ways, and I was like, which way am I supposed to say her name? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can be the racist, and I could be wrong, so. Yeah, I, I just I didn't know. get that attitude. I don't know if it was wrong of me to say that. I just didn't get that attitude from her. I watched Amy, and it you saw more of this feminine air coming from you know amy coney barrett but from yeah from harris you didn't you yeah yeah i don't know that's just how my impression was i didn't get that vibe but so i commend barrett on that for her um and i mean seven children adoption i commend her on that she's clearly upholding that in the catholic belief of you know, children and the beauty of children. And she clearly appears more Catholic in her teachings than Biden, no matter what Biden's political ads want to say. But yeah, yeah, that's so. Did you see that clip? I'm sure you have. It's everywhere. It's a meme now um, where she's holding up a blank notepad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the 12 hours of (laughs) intense interrogation. I mean, she is clearly intellectually brilliant. And so my word, kudos to her that that for, for, like you said, the calmness she had for she seemed so erudite, so well-spoken so thoughtful. I mean, she clearly has a lot of talent. I was getting angry at one of the senators for drilling her with a question over and over again, making her answer it. And she said she couldn't answer it. And she was just really? Senator, I cannot answer that question. I will say <laughs> I cannot answer it. And there I am like, would you just stop asking her to do that? <laughs> but, you know, so good for her. <laughs> It was probably like a question to like, do you believe that the earth is round? Tell me, do you? No, do you believe right now in the handmaid's tale? Are you really oh, yeah. one? Of- <laughs> are you You're one wearing of an almost red dress in yeah. a mask. I, there's a clip from that movie or show or whatever. Not. <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Going off on a tangent there. I just, I'm trying to find humor in some of the stuff I see nowadays, but it is, it's, it's horrible. Um, but 
Moving into, <laughs> so one of the main points that we wanted to make today was, okay, this lifestyle, all right? You are a mom of seven children, you're, you're married, you're a good Catholic family, and you have this big career, big career. Wow, every Catholic woman can do it. That's where we draw issue because of the, uh, the I don't want to say it, the the heavy burden you place on your husband with expectations. Mm. Now it's clear from what we've seen and what we've heard that Barrett's husband willingly took all of this on. He willingly supported this lifestyle. He's a kind, good man in that way. But I think by saying, look, you can do it too to all the young Catholic women out there you now have these, if they're married or if they're not, these men have to live up to that expectation. And this is not an expectation we should be holding for men at all. I mean, one, just even on a practical level, let's just split it apart from this, um, the, the, what do you want to say, the um, emotional and the spiritual and the physical aspects of, of men and how they're affected. Um, but just this like practical level. I guess his job was really flexible because <laughs> there are many careers that men are in that they could not mm -mm. at the, you know, instantly need to be there and mm -hmm. be able to pack their kids lunches and send them um, and drive them to the doctor and what, whatever it may be that, uh, you know, her husband is helping out with. It's just, I don't know. That, that's my first thoughts. And then just also the role of man in you know, as provider and protector of the family is now having to do much, much more beyond that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Oh my gosh. The, the absolute same. Like we talk about, um, the, the, uh, the effect it could have on our children a lot. Even, even the, the Christian feminists will say that no one ever talks about the toll it will take on the husband. Mm -hmm. The sacramental marriage, by the way, like what, what, what is he chop liver? Like should it is, does his feelings, does his authority, does his place in the family truly matter so little that number one, we can't even talk about him, mm -hmm. but his, his headship is, is just, you know, kind of a name only. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, she, she's really the star. And again, we're not talking about specifically Amy Coney Barrett. We're talking about just as a, as a theory, as, because, because she's the, she's what all, what feminists think the perfect situation is. Mm -hmm. That yep. is the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. The harmony between, you know, being, you know, the equivalent of president of the United States. Oh, and having seven children and making it look effortless. No, it's not effortless. And we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And even if the man took it on voluntarily, that doesn't mean there will not be repercussions down the line too. You know, it's, you, you are cutting the, feet 
off of your family when the natural order is is disturbed or even completely destroyed where he is an afterthought or he is he is clearly not the head this quite literally and this is why we played the clip this to me is literally one of the maybe top three wrong things in our world and our country right now mm-hmm. because once you destroy the family by destroying the beautiful complementarity of the sexes in the sacrament of marriage then satan has an inroad to your family mm-hmm. i think father ripper actually has <laughs> a video about that now that i'm talking about it i I don't know which one it is, but anyways. No, I think the feminists say a good husband is one who equally shares in household and child-rearing duties as the wife so that both can have a career balanced with home. That, to them, is a good husband. We will tell you that is not what should be the measure of a good husband. It really Mm -hmm. shouldn't because this now you're going to hear the young Catholic women who are going to say, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I want to be just like her and have my family of seven children and I'll be married and we'll be Catholic and we'll fill up that pew or whatever it is. You shouldn't have these expectations for your husband. Your husband can be a wonderful, virtuous, holy man leading your family and not do anything that Amy Coney Barrett's husband is doing right now. Yeah. And that's just, I'm not saying that he's not virtuous and holy in some way. I'm just saying we put these expectations that don't belong on on man. And I anything away from this, this episode, anyone who's listening, who is thinking about getting married younger or even just not married. I have one child (laughs) and I could not do what she has done. Oh my gosh. Same, same. (laughs) I don't know how she does it. (laughs) Very simply, very simply. Maybe if my husband Brendan helped me, but even then it would be so crazy that it wouldn't be worth it. So let's really keep in perspective what this would entail and don't, put pressure on yourself that that is what you should be aiming for both for yourself but also for your your current or future husband like Beth said like that is completely unfair that is not only is it unfair to him but again do you not want to have the most beautiful fulfilling marriage that you can I mean, if you guys come to an understanding where he wants to be involved and he wants to help out and be intimately involved in like raising the children, praise God, that's what your marriage looks like. Mm -hmm. If, you know, he has a job that doesn't allow him to do that. Okay. Then something else looks good for you guys. But like this, this crazy thing we have about looking at these exceptions to the rules Mm -hmm. as what everyone should be like is so damaging. Yeah. 
No, I like two things on yours. I mean, one, I had recently posted on our Instagram about household work. Um, and there's one just there. I One of the points I made is you cannot compare your husband to somebody else's husband when it comes to household chores. Okay, if I'm going to say 50-50 down the middle, you split them up and you make that chore chart. And the <laughs> anti-feminists say you are going to, you know, live the 1950s trad housewife and do every single thing and your husband's mm-hmm. not going to do the gay split. <laughs> Or is that the right word? It sounded so 1950s too. Anyway, so look at this one. So that there is not okay. I I kind of believe in a little bit more of like a a balance in it. You know, if your husband's like, you know, I'll do the dishes tonight. Cool. But if your husband's not, and you find out, you know, Sue's husband, your best friend, does the dishes every night. Don't compare him Mm-mm. to you are just going to start resenting your husband, becoming yeah. jealous. It's not going to do you any good to your marriage at all. You know, it's That's it's right. it's all like you. It, and then the second point that you had said to uh, unrealistic expectations on yourself, you are going to start this. If, if you start this career path and and you get married and you start having kids and you realize, oh, my this is so hard. I have no sleep. I'm running around. You might be snapping at your husband. It even happens when you don't even have a career because it happens to me. <laughs> it's just life, you know? And you, you're trying hard to resist these temptations. But then you look at, the, you know, Amy Coney Barrett or somebody similar. And you think, oh, my gosh, she's doing it all. How does she do it? I can't do it. Woe is me, you know? It's <laughs> It's okay that you cannot do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Like, again, if, if if you don't listen to any more of this episode, please just stop it there and listen to what Beth said. Because that is that that goal and that drive to do it all will ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Will absolutely ruin your life. It will ruin your husband's and it will ruin your children's because of multiple factors. But one we haven't even talked about actually is what, what this is like implicitly doing. And this is just in, inherent in the, in the ideology of feminism, but it, it continues this absolutely sick, dysfunctional, toxic competition between the sexes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Justice Barrett, or Judge Barrett, rather, participated in that, in that clip of, can, can we not just, like our church says, compliment each other? Mm-hmm. Anytime competition comes in between such a sacred relationship oh my gosh what where do you even begin Mm -hmm. it's emasculating to the male but it's also so toxic to to women like you're not a male you shouldn't be like a male and it's okay it's not even just okay it's more than okay it's beautiful because you're a woman Mm mm-hmm being a woman is inherently beautiful on its own. Nothing to do with masculinity, which mm-hmm. is beautiful on its own, separate from femininity. Mm-hmm. 
Am yep. I crazy, Beth? <laughs> it's it's hard, and I think I mean we're obviously we always we get backlash anyway because we're crazy people who apparently think women should be doormats and such, but we'll get more backlash from this. Cause how dare you criticize this lady who's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. As we've already said, it's not our intent in this episode at all, but yeah, yeah it's this complementarity is what we're supposed to be. We're not 50, 50 partners in which, as we've said, feminism really isn't about 50, 50 partners. It's about women are better than boys. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. And it's, it's, that's just not what, the church teaches and we're trying so hard to get it to teach that i don't know yeah um the the next point that i think is really integral to this whole conversation is or as i like to put it okay yes you can have it all you can have the career and you can have all of the children but only with reliable child care it is literally impossible to do it without reliable child care. Okay. Most women who try to work. Reliable, money, trustworthy. Worthy. Oh my goodness. Affordable yes. child care. Yep. Because I was going to say daycare, probably not. You, you look at any of these women who've done this. And as much as I respect Phyllis. Now I got to say her name right too. <laughs> Phyllis Shafley. Shapley. There's an L in there in a weird place. Yes. And I always rep her name. Continue. All right. Yes. <laughs> she does some great work on anti-feminism. Uh, we yeah. owe it to her for stopping the ERA, which would have had terrible repercussions to women. Mm. And we've already had repercussions that probably would have been similar to the ERA anyway. But, you know, kudos to her. She had six children. And you know what? The feminists came after her, too. Like, how do you have so many children? And yet you're so involved in the, you know, political sphere. It's the same deal there. We can credit her as you can credit Amy Coney Barrett for possibly, you know, it, it, down the line she's able to do things like overturn Roe v. Wade. But at the same time, they have reliable child care. There's no way they could do it. Children need attention. You cannot just leave children alone. Babies especially need constant attention. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard to even get the dishes done without them wanting you to sit down and wave the little teething rings around again. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's what it is. So, and daycare isn't going to cut it. It's usually something else. As we've heard, Amy Coney Barrett had her husband's aunt, it sounds like. She yeah. lived yeah. with them for many years. And so 16. therefore... 16 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So therefore she has the childcare because if you have a career like she does, it, you might be called down to go do something suddenly maybe, or if you be away for hours a day, you, you need somebody to watch the kids. That's just how it goes. Yeah. And if in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, I will have reliable childcare. I'll be able to afford it. You know, it's not that big of a deal. They're making such a big deal about it. Think about what that's going to mean. I watched an Instagram of a woman who is around our age. I don't really know um, who put her 18 month old baby in daycare every day from 6.30 until she got off of work. 
think of what that's going to mean. Think of what, even, even though Judge Barrett left it with a family member, mm-hmm. she still left her children. Yeah. And again, I'm, please do not think that I'm judging her. I really am not. I, it's just used as an example of what you would have to do mm-hmm. if you willingly wanted to do this career and family thing. You will have to say goodbye to your child every day, knowing that for eight to 10 hours a day, they will be raised by somebody else. You are no longer raising them. Mm-hmm. You, Your child is being raised by Miss X, daycare worker and they say oh but i'm still her mother yes you are but you have to understand like you said eight to ten hours a day Mm -hmm. somebody else is having influence on that kid hugging them when they cry Mm -hmm. feeding them playing with them making them smile somebody else is doing that for a significant amount of hours kids don't just turn off and then turn back on when you see them again you know Absolutely. Sorry, I just had to add that in. No, 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 no. But. You're absolutely right. And think about what, so, you know, they're babies. They're going to get over it. You know, who, they're not going to remember this time. Bull crud. <laughs> There's a reason God set up families the way he did. If you go into the science, it's absolutely fascinating how babies and mothers interact you know, even from a newborn stage, just, you know, the, um, I forgot the name of the, it's not a pheromone, but, um, you know, right after they're born, they need their actual biological mother. Like it's amazing. And just because that, that may lessen throughout time, but like the bond you're making when they're a baby is going to carry you up for the rest of their life. It's, it's like people are dismissing the importance of being, obviously being a mother, but like being a mother to that specific child. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do is going to have ramifications for the rest of their life. Anyways, all this to say, God bless Judge Barrett. She made, she and her husband made the decisions that they did. And God knows if she is the exception to the rule, if she is our saint joan of arc of this year this day praise god i will be her biggest fan Mm -hmm. because that is what god's will for her life entails literally i will be i will be holding an amy coney barrett sign for the rest of my life (laughs) but i still won't tell my daughter to be like her yeah and I had made this comment to you before we started recording, and I'll, I'll make it again as we're recording now. People will look at Amy Coney Barrett now, and like you said, yes, if she if she does these things, it's, it'll be wonderful. But even if you just look at her now, all of the media, all the Catholics, everybody is praising her, besides the liberals. Everybody is praising her for being a mom of seven and having a career. Nobody is praising the aunt who is taking care of those children while she is away. Nobody is telling their little girls, you could be just like that aunt. Nobody wants to be like the aunt. But you know what? Props to her and props to Amy for at least mentioning and recognizing Amen. her and, and, and being thankful for what she has done. She is making just a good, as much of an impact on the world, maybe 
we, it's like you said, an exception. Something as major as what um, she could be doing. But she is making an impact on the world by being with each of those children while their mother is away, by making that one-on-one contact. And the other thing I would say, too, if you're you're thinking, oh, well, I'm still with my child and I'm still having that bond with them when I'm home in the evenings and at night and the morning, just read the book, Being There, Why Prioritizing Motherhood in the First Three Years Matters by Erica Komisar, completely secular, not Christian, not Protestant, not Catholic, nothing secular she even goes on the end about why she's still a feminist like that's the kind of book it is but it proves to you the science that this connection between a single caregiver as she calls it preferably the mother but she says if you can't a single caregiver and a child the importance of it based on science and the bonding between the two so yeah so in case anybody's going to come at us and be like well you're just old-fashioned or something no we are scientific like (laughs) literally science to back up our point of view but yeah absolutely beth that was such an incredible point and i've never i i've not heard anyone talking about that at all like it's the dirty little secret it's the dirty little oh you know the person who takes care of the kids. As Catholic women, we shouldn't be looking for for adulation, obviously. But there is something really, really wrong with your culture when the entire Catholic world explodes with adulation for someone who who followed feminism all her life you know i've i've seen priests on twitter go off on on basically how she's the feminist dream the christian feminist dream like see catholic feminism is is possible Mm. it's totally possible you can have all the kids and all the career you want she actually didn't she missed out on so many years. Her husband's aunt got those years. She actually had it all. Mm-hmm. That's a good point way of putting it. I know my husband had recently said too, because sometimes I'll, I'll complain about this stuff, and he, he graciously listens to me. <laughs> he said, <laughs> oh, <same. laughs> um, people treat the stay-at-home mom as if it's just another career path. It's not. It is literally a vocation, motherhood. Yeah. It is a vocation. It's not just you can be a child care person and you can be a lawyer. Like, it's not option A or option B. Like, option A as a mother is just, it's in everything in your whole life. And so, and that's, so people sometimes treat it like that in the sense of like, oh, to send your kid off to daycare. That person's career is daycare worker, child care, you know? I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. I'm starting to pray one Hail Mary every time I see a daycare because it's just so sad. And God, God knows for women who have to take that route, who Mm -hmm. have no other choice, God abundantly bless you guys. I mean, seriously, we have failed you. We as a church, we has as a country have failed you oh, so that you to have to do that, that. Yeah. Like you should not have to do that. Yes. I mean, I feel like, like you, you, even if you're not a widow, you are the widows and children that Jesus Christ is talking about and we are <laughs> not taking care of you. Yep. 
I am so glad you put it that way, too. I, I sometimes will get backlash. Well, my mom had to work. She did so much. We were poor. Okay, we're not getting on your mom. Your mom is great mm. and fantastic that she mm-hmm. did that and with the little she had. That's not who we're getting at. We're getting at the people who choose this willingly when they don't have to, when they don't see the value of staying home with their children, when they have the option to stay home with their children. That's who we Who've been lied to all their life yeah. by everyone around even... them. Yeah, media, books, magazines, everything. You know, it, it's not completely not their fault, but a lot of it is cultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember our, our interview with um, Jennifer Bryson. She mentioned that feminism in San Francisco, obviously, was just in the water. Like, they yeah. never even had to talk about it. It was just there. Mm-hmm in the structures, in the culture completely. Mm-hmm. So goodness knows we are not judging. We're not saying anything against people who have to do that. I mean, that yeah. the, the pain and the frustration and the, the exhaustion you must feel is something that I can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. So God bless you. Um, one final point that I would like to add is, again, on her on this possible lifestyle that we're advertising to uh, Catholic women as the ideal seven kids, awesome career. We shouldn't even be interested in that lifestyle because as Christians, we shouldn't want to be in the limelight in any way. And I know that you're being advertised that you're not in the limelight. You're constantly told, well, you're going to be doing good for others if you just become that doctor. Think of all the people you're going to heal. Oh, yeah. Think about it, you know. I mean, even a simple career as a dental hygienist, you will affect every person who comes into that dentist office, (laughs) and you will impact them for Christ, and God is calling you to this. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I can't. I, I don't know what conversations you're having with God, but, like, this is just not, I mean, saints <laughs> warn about this stuff, having these, like, lofty dreams that you think that Christ has told you to do these things. And it's just, the, the path to holiness is simple, people. Just pray fast and give alms. It's hard, but it's, yes. in general, a simple thing to do. You, the, I, I just, I love that quote by you can get on me for the orthodox priest and stuff but that orthodox priest father stephen allen and his quote about an illiterate woman who just feeds her kids beans and rice and takes care of all eight kids she (laughs) is the path to holiness we shouldn't be wanting to be in the limelight with these careers i know you're feeling selfish when you feel as if you're going to help others but just don't just be in the background Ask God to be in the background if you feel he's calling you to something else. And, you know, I don't know. Well, it's just a lie. You're so, oh, my word. You're, that's such an amazing point. It's just a lie that our culture tells us. Well, and, and that Satan tells us in our own brain. Like when they tell you what you said about the dental hygienist, you're going to be a witness to every single person you clean their teeth. Well, OK, yeah, maybe. But it's it, it's a necessary like, you know, I fell into that trap hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I can't even express to you. It's it's an overwhelming desire. Once you get that in your head of like, I'm going to be a CEO of Boeing because God wants me to be CEO of Boeing. Yes. 
<laughs> that's yep. my calling. That's you don't understand, Beth. God that gave you those my... talents. Exactly. You have all the talents to be a good CEO, and, and you're like, whoa. There we go. <laughs> Think about the good you could do, and then God forbid something actually in your life happens to support that. An event happens. You got a scholarship. Congratulations, a... Teresa. <laughs> oh my word, yes. That's exactly right. Then everything is justified. Your yep. whole sign your whole from goes, God right there. Sign from God. <laughs> then it it just it spirals into exhaustion and despair and depression and just if we're not conforming our life to our vocations or our future vocations, it's just it's it's just never gonna work out in my opinion. That was so well put. I think <laughs> I think that's it right there in general. We'll sum it up again because we'll get backlash. Amy Coney Barrett, no judgments in a sense. Yes, you're like, oh, you just judged during the episodes. Okay, whatever they want to say. But <laughs> if she, if, if God has called her to this position, we we can't speak on that. Her lifestyle, though, as a promotion for the ultimate uh, goal for Catholic women, no. N-O, that is just, <laughs> listen to the episode again. So... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Beautifully put. We will leave it at that. Um, thank you so much for indulging us today on our episode on Amy Coney Barrett. May God be with her and her family. Let's all pray for her a nomination and confirmation. And more than anything, pray that she will be used to finally put an end to the atrocity of abortion in our country. Um, may God be with all of you. And we will see you next time for another episode. Bye-bye.